You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I believe we're now out of lockdown. So it's really been fun getting reacquainted to by going out to restaurants and meeting friends. And ah, it's been a long, long journey, but it's like, okay, we're back in the living. This time really takes a lot of focus to keep us centered. It's kind of like there is a war going on around us, but that's okay because as long as we stay centered, we're still going to create the best we can for us as well as for the entire situation. But we have to remain centered. If that takes an extra 15 minutes of meditation in the morning, if that takes talking to friends, if that takes talking to spiritual advisors, we'll do it. Because right now, every single person listening is needed right now to change the atmosphere of what is happening. It's really bizarre. We truly are living in a war-like zone. And we've got to, and we can, change it by calming our own emotions, relaxing, seeing the best in everything, and knowing that we are simply going through this phase. It's a growing time for all of us. We're readjusting, realigning, and it's so important for us to do it right now. So stay centered, stay happy, and Keep on listening to Law of Attraction Talk Radio because we're just going to keep on bringing you thought-provoking information that can help you stay center during this time. And by that, we're, we have a really, really great show for you tonight. And it is phenomenal. And I need to read it because it's too much information that you need to really grasp. So it's all about energy healing for crippling fear. And a lot of people have got this fear. So how do we how do we deal with this? How do we heal it so that we can release it and change the vibration of everything around us? So uh, we have tonight with us Cindy Dale who is an internationally renowned author, speaker, healer, and the author of 27 books on energy medicine. And she also focuses on intuition, spirituality, and she shares her insights on how we can free ourselves from this devastating fear. Because believe me, we know, we know down deep that we're going to get through it but we can make it a lot easier. 
if we learn how to calm the energy within us. So this is a great show. I think you're really going to appreciate I really think you're going to learn a lot. And um, I'm thrilled to have Cindy with us today. So listen to these fast commercial breaks. And we'll be right back with Cindy Dale. It's here. It's hot. And it's a must read. It's the science behind the Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net. Did you know that every human uses only a small portion of their powerful mind? Jules Johnson, International Certified Hypnotherapist, wants to introduce you to your powerful mind in order to create your dream life. In as little as one session, Jules guides you into releasing limiting beliefs that keep you from achieving wealth, health, better relationships, and even true love. Schedule a session in Palm Springs or set up a Skype video session for those nationally and internationally. Jules would love to serve as your guide into living your dreams. Go to creativeguidedimagery.com or call 951-201-2166. That's creativeguidedimagery.com. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Heard by millions worldwide through 38 internet radio stations and in over 135 countries. Be sure to sign up for your monthly updates and get all the latest information on LOA radio events such as cruises, workshops, and seminars, as well as information on the latest shows, topics, and guests. Go to LOARadioNetwork.com and sign up today. Well, welcome, Cindy Dale, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I am so glad to meet you. I am thrilled to meet you. And we got a two-second conversation before we started and agreed that we're doing the power of pink today. No matter what the topic is, we're going to go toward love. That's right. That's right. And absolutely, we're both thinking that this needs to be about how to get to love, which is important. So I'm, I'm so glad to meet you. You've got a real important message. Uh, you're an author of 27 books on energy, medicine, intuition, spirituality. Oh, my goodness. This is exactly what we need to hear. And we need to find out how can we get through this intense time. Um, what, do, what do we do? Yeah, it's a challenge, and I deal with it every day as well. Uh, I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota, so not only did I go through the pandemic with everybody else, and I actually had the coronavirus months ago without knowing it. At you the time. did? Oh, my you goodness. <laughs> yes, but we're, the, we're sort of the face of some of the racial unrest as well. So, you know, collectively as a world, as a people, as different uh, categories, 
stories and ethnic backgrounds of people, we're all asking questions. You know, we're all asking, what are we supposed to do? How do we deal with the trauma? How do we move to love? And I think one of the bigger questions is how do we deal with our fear? Because we're scared. It's, it's scary right now. Especially with the constant reminder that something's happening, happening, we have to wear those masks. Even though everybody and all the doctors says it won't do it, it won't help you a bit. <laughs> but it's the fact that we're forced to wear it. And it's like, okay, I, I'm, I'm not understanding. It's just impacting us even more. It is because we're walking around like bandits. <laughs> we truly are. Or um, zombies or, or zombies, zombies because we can't see each other. But with exactly without a sense of, I think, the deeper energetics that are occurring, because that's what I always like to look at, not just the surface, not just as what's happening to body or brain, but what's happening in the subtle energetics. And, you know, that's my specialty. I love working with energy, um, which is really everything, right? So I'm right. sort of a master <laughs> of nothing or everything. You could pick your, pick your option there. Um, but everything's made out of energy. It's just information that's moving and yet there's two different types there's the physical like what the virus is made out of and you know kind of what you know kind of if a business gets broken into that's a physical activity but I think what's really important is to weave through the subtle energy which is the invisible stuff so what are we telling ourselves how are we picking up on the energy from other people are we feeling our fear or is it everybody else's fear and how do we turn all this convoluted, lopsided, hopefully wonderfully, you know, accessible sort of, you know, mess that we're going through into something that could actually be good without being Pollyannas around it, you know, right. without just, you know, getting in somebody's face and spitting at them, which we've seen in the news. <laughs> so, you know, how do we move this? How do we transform through this? And I think that's about subtle energy, not just physical. So how do we transform it? You know, I've had a very sad week in that I've had friends that I've known for 14 years and, and they're uh, um, of a different color and they just blow up at me. And it's like, what, what, what just happened? Mm -hmm. You know, now we're not friends. How it's so destructive, this energy what can I do to change it around me? Because the last thing I want to do is end friendships. Right. And get reactive, you know, or draw situations to us, which you did not. You know, I'm not of the mind that everything that happens around us we cause. I am not God. <laughs> I mean, I can't make people act a certain way. So I do believe we start with ourselves. I do believe we have to get, you know, kind of uncover, use any negativity that we feel. You know, what's our, what are our own fears? What are our own angers? What are our own, you know, senses of disgust or this or that or the other thing? So I think we have to start first by separating what's healthy and unhealthy for ourselves. For instance, you know, I mean, we get scared. A week and a half ago when there was rioting going on 10 minutes away, 
I don't like being scared. I sort of pride myself on having this sort of, you know, kind of separate, I can cope with things. And I yeah. found myself at 8 p.m. one night when the riots were going to be moving my way going, I'm packing my car. <laughs> and I thought, you know, Cindy, listen to your own words. So sit down. What is healthy fear and what's not healthy fear? What's healthy anger? What's not healthy anger? Because our emotions aren't bad, even if we call them negative. So I usually start by saying, where with what I'm feeling, is there a healthy strain of what's happening? Because, you know, fear tells us when we're not safe. So if we listen to healthy fear, then we can have a sense of what to do to get safe. Does Cindy need to get in her car or does she need to sit there and figure out if she's feeling other people's fears, right? Is this mass panic that I'm picking up or am I triggering old fears? So I'm sort of logical, even though I do intuitive work for a living. You know, I think we first sort of do some analysis inside and just go, I'm going to deal with my stuff. I'm going to see what's healthy. And then I'm going to deal with what's really old or not mine. I think 80% of our issues don't even start with us. Really? I don't think they're ours. Yeah. Yeah. That's refreshing to hear. <laughs> Isn't that? I've been taking well, it all on. <laughs> well, most likely, because that's what we empathic people do, right? I mean, there's incredible studies. A heart map, you know, Institute oh, yeah. Heart Map is great that through our, we're just energy fields. We just have billions of energy fields, every cell, every organ, every thought, every, it's sort of exhausting how we keep going, to be honest, because how do we put all this energy out there? But we're just always exchanging subtle energy with people. We're just bringing in what they're going through and giving them what we're going through. And we have these programs. So the cool thing is that if it's not working, or we are over-responding or under-responding to what's needed, you know, we can shift it. We can change our energy because they're just programs. Oh, yeah. Right? Like a computer. I, I can't change my computer. It kind of does what it does, but... <laughs> 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 yeah, I know what you mean. Um, so that's really interesting. So we are responsible for the emotions that we're feeling. If we're not feeling the, the better emotions, then the responsibility is on us to find the better place. Yeah, yeah, to deal with it. And I usually start by saying, where is there in here a healthy response? So, okay. Right, let's start with the good stuff. So fear has a positive message. It's saying, honey, you're not safe, or guy, you're not safe. And so what do you need to do to get safe, safer? Do you move forward, backward, to the side, if there's a healthy fear? Anger is like, I need boundaries. So for instance, if somebody's dumping on you or shaming you, it might be okay to get angry. You don't have to be angry like the way I witnessed it growing up, because that's like big, <laughs> that's rage. Um, but like, wait a minute, this is crossing my boundary, or I'm sort of mad at myself, I broke my own boundary or whatever. So we figure out a boundary or set one. Uh, and, you know, sadness is sort of, no, none of us like feeling sad, but it's sort of a sweet feeling, because it said, it's saying to us, we want to feel more love. We want to fall into a different place to either feel the love that's here or own that there used to be love or find a way to get more love. 
And, you know, it's, to me, that's a very sweet, you know, kind of feeling to follow. Um, my understanding at any rate of disgust, which is different than shame, is disgust is like, yuck, this is not good for me. And I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, I wasn't supposed to have disgust. I was supposed yeah. to like, you know, it's the old eat everything on your plate, even if it's disgusting sort of a thing. I remember being like my mother putting us in the kitchen one time and she had made this Chinese pea cake, P-E-A. Oh my God. It was gelatin with sugar and canned peas. And I just spit mine out. <laughs> I'm like, that didn't, you know, that didn't work in my family structure, but it was a very honorable reaction to the Chinese pea cake. All right. I and guess I, you didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it at all. <laughs> and I got in trouble for not liking it. Mm -hmm. um, but it's okay not to like something. And then, of course, we have different varieties of joy. And I believe every emotion, if we stay with the healthy one, can lead us to a sense of joy. You know, if we stay with sadness, like, oh, I don't believe my dad loves me, but I love him, and we keep going, we can get to a place of feeling at least satisfied or content that we know how to love. Right. So I think we have to own the feeling that's giving us a message and keep going with it. That's okay. one thing to do, one thing to do. Okay, but let's bring it back to this period of time when it's pretty scary with the riots going on. It's pretty scary with um, the, the protesters. I mean, there's Antifa and, or all those things. It's like we don't, we don't know what is going on that's good or, or bad. We truly don't. So there's so much confusion were basically still hiding in the home. Uh, I mean, as much as we can. We don't go as out as much as we used to. So it's like, all right, how do we come to grips that the world has just changed? Besides the messages we're getting is that you, you have a new normal. You're not going to go back to the old way. Well, I got to tell you, that's a little bit fearful. It is scary, and it's true, and it's not going to go back the way it was. It's just not. So, again, we need to find a different way for ourselves to be, and I think that's a lot of internal, but I think that also has to go external at a certain point. You know, it's sort of like the, the poor little caterpillar, which we are right now, right? I mean, some people are pretending there's no COVID, but I'm sorry, there's still COVID, and there's riots, and there's going to be an election in America, and there's going to be, you know, kind of this internationally and this internationally and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, we have this time where we're sort of cocooned, and that caterpillar, 90-something, 90 95% of its cells gets destroyed. Like, it's not it's not a happy process to turn into a butterfly. It hurts. Yeah. The only cells that get created and go online are called imaginal cells. And I think that's a great name because it's painful to go through these big micro and macro transformations. So we have to be good to ourselves. We have to be gentle with ourselves. We have to do the inner work. And I think we have to find different ways to go into the world because butterflies still get eaten. I'm sorry, it's nice to be a butterfly, but there's still birds ready to pick you off. I mean, I'm not stupid. That's true. Never thought of it like that. <laughs> That's so, true. 
So what's available to us? And, you know, one of the things, I love working with energetics, energy systems, et cetera. I do think that we have to recalibrate from the inside. We have to get more intuitive, first of all. So we all have intuition. Maybe we use it sometimes. Maybe we ignore it sometimes. Maybe we think we're really intuitive. But if we're each individually going to help ourselves and others, I think we have to amp it up because it's our intuition which I believe comes through the chakras or the subtle energy centers in and outside of the body that tell us what's safe or not, what to do or not, how to rewire ourselves or not. Should we pick up that phone or not? Should we go to the grocery store today or not? Not to be paranoid, but to be in flow. Like, is today a safe day to go to the grocery store? So how are we going to find that out? We're not going to call the grocery store. They're going to say, come on in, because we want business. And, you know, a a protester who's rioting isn't going to send out a press release first. So I do think it's incumbent on us to really get more spiritually powerful, more aligned with whatever you want to call your spirit or your true self, and amp up the intuition, not in a paranoid way, but to be in flow for your own safety, to go, you know what? That brings up a little fear. I think I'm going to do this instead today. I don't get terrified because that's probably an old issue, right? If you just get freaked out at the thought of going to the grocery store, maybe work that through and figure out what you need to do physically to be safer or, you know, kind of what's getting triggered for you instead. But I do believe we have to really bring our intuition online, each of us. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's important. Um, I've noticed, um, well, I was at um, a wellness center yesterday, and um, I go there once a week, and I was standing there, and somebody, I forgot to put on my mask. I just (laughs) totally forgot about it. And this person got so angry at me and reported me to the front desk. It's like, I forgot, you know, so it's like, okay, so there's, there's other things that you're just sitting there innocently and you're getting attacked no matter what. Uh, I don't know if I brought that on, but I just forgot. I <laughs> at would, my age, at my I, age, I forget it. But that's the part where I love working or having the perspective of subtle energy because it's sort of like what's coming at me that is not my own, right? Okay. You're getting projected on there. You might have looked like somebody's daughter or mother or, you know, you have this nice sweet innocence about you. So along comes somebody who's rageful about gosh knows what. We don't, we don't know. It's certainly not about your mask. It's not about you having a mask or not. Because if, if the reaction somebody's giving is too big, it's too big. When people are peacefully protesting because they've been, you know, denied basic rights, that's not too big. When stores are being ruined, that's too big. Too big. Too big. <laughs> right? So part it. of it is going, all right. I need to more instantly recognize this is not my stuff. I'm not going to take that on. And if I do let it in, I'm not going to keep it. Like, I'm going to stop. I'm going to go, not my own. 
And whatever technique you like, I like gold energy. I have a couple really simple techniques I use. Like when I feel like I'm being slimed, that's what I call it, because I feel twisted inside or yeah. I feel stuff coming at me. I feel like there's, you know, like the vacuum cleaner is blown up <laughs> and all the lint is on me. It's not mine. That's not my stuff. I instantly use, I just use gold light because it's a very powerful energy. I just like picture it or feel it, you know, kind of coming all the way down from above, all the way beat down through me, all the way through my energy field, washing everything off. And I'm like, good to go. This oh, is that's not wonderful. That's it's wonderful. Easy. Yeah. So, so if any time that we're feeling out of alignment, we probably should do that and imagine it so yep. that we become more in line with yep. reality. Yeah. And I'll give you a great story about that gold energy. I teach a long class. It's like eight months long. And there was a gentleman taking the class last year. He was a CEO and he sort of bought into the energy and he sort of didn't. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's cool. And his next door neighbor had a dog that was going to need to be put down. The dog had bitten 13 people. Oh my gosh. Oh, I know. I, you know what? You just know it's a traumatized dog. Yeah. You just know this poor rescue dog. Um, and he said, you know what? I'm learning these weird sort of techniques. Would you mind if I just worked on the dog off, you know, long to just, just, I'm not going to touch the dog from my home for a week and let's see if we can shift the dog. She said, sure. So twice a day, he just sent, I call them streams of grace, you know, just sent healing energies right to the dog, which is really sweet. At night, he brought the gold energy down into the dog because oh. there's a chakra over the head. I call it the ninth chakra. That's not very creative. A lot of cultures call it the soul chakra, the luminescent chakra, but I call it the ninth. Um, but it holds these, these keys to our health. It holds like the real keys, like the codes to our physical health, but also mental and emotional. And so he pictured this dog chakra and he sent this gold energy down through the dog's body. And after a couple of days, the owner called him and said, what are you doing to my dog at night? Because he did this around dinner. He goes, well, I'm just bringing this gold energy and blah, blah, blah. And she goes, well, the dog just passes out. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, if the dog's eating, passes out in the food bowl. If the dog's in the yard, passes out in the yard. <laughs> if wow. the dog on a couch, passes out on the couch. And he didn't really know what to say because what do you say, <laughs> right? Like, well, good, because <laughs> the dog would wake up when he was done with his 20 minutes. At the end of the week, the dog was a completely different dog. No apparent aches or pains, absolutely no emotional issues of any sort, none. Wow. So it seems like a really simple exercise and it is, but it's, but it's, it's beautiful and it's actually doing more than just calming you. I believe when you just know that it can be this easy to bring your own true codes into you, they can come in. They'll put, they'll restore you to your emotions, not somebody else's state. That's uh, yeah, that's wonderful. Now, so I, I'm so glad you brought up the dog because <laughs> I have a cat who will cry all night long and I can't get any sleep. 
I don't know if it's crying or she wants attention or something's going on and, and she'll only do it at night and forget. I don't just don't get any sleep. Well, my gut sense is there's two things going on. I mean, I think your cat's really psychic and a <laughs> lot of cats are, <laughs> I mean, right. So I feel like your cat like is aware of things and you know what I mean? But I think the emotional distress is probably an old trauma. You know, your kitty feels lonely. Well, you're asleep. The kitty doesn't want you asleep. Like you're supposed That's to be true. with kitty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So I actually would, to be really honest, I mean, we can kind of send this to your cat right now, but let's just ask that whoever your cat's spiritual guides are, et cetera, because I believe we have help, you know, angels, whatever you want to call them, just at night, just start sending that energy down your cat. Wow. So whatever the emotional causes of the distress are, let's just help heal the cat too. Wow. Yeah, what a, that is it's super easy. That makes so much sense to me. Yeah, and it's like, oh, my God, this is wonderful. OK, so I'm going to try that. And I have a good feeling it's going to work. Excellent. Calm it down to send it love and right. just, just it's love. It is and, love. And sending that gold light down yeah. the cat. But that that gold light, you know, also fills in our boundaries. So if you're in a situation where you don't feel so safe or you don't like what's going to happen, boom, it helps with the boundaries. I, for instance, worked last year, I work with a lot of athletes and I worked with a young soccer player and I work long distance most of the time. And he wanted to, he was in high school, he wanted to become a D1, like the highest level of soccer qualifier for college, you know, rather than a D3 potential player. And what we figured out is when he was on the field, he would pick up all the nervousness of his teammates. Like he literally felt it all. He also had test anxiety. When he was taking a test, I said, you're not only feeling your test anxiety, everybody's scared. You got it all coming in. Wow. Hardy flunked his driver's test like twice because I think his mother was really scared of him driving. So he was feeling her fear too. So he used two things. He used this gold energy whenever he was going to go out on the field. And he became, he got a D1 offer. He got the highest level of college offer. His grades went up. He passed his next driver's test, but that might just be three times a charm too, right? Yeah. Um, but all these things changed. But I also taught him, you know, you get to pull power up through your feet too, and in my field, everybody talks about grounding and this and that and the other thing. I mean, I use the word because everybody uses it, but I believe that to empower ourselves and have really good boundaries, like, I'm sorry, I ain't going to take in somebody's stuff. Yeah. I, I have enough of my own. I don't want to go home and deal with it for and be shaky for an hour. I don't want to do that. Like, I have a house to clean and a kid to do and this and that. So. I know that available, not just through the earth, but the air and the cosmos are all these subtle elements. There's fire, which is energizing. There's wood, which is calming. There's air, which blows ideas away and gives us ideas. There's water, which generates peaceful emotions. There's stone. I mean, there's all these elements. So at least three times a day, I just 
like center, you know, wherever you center, like for me, it's in my heart. And I just deliberately just ask that my own inner self bring any subtle elements I need up through my body and just refresh me. Because first of all, if we don't have the subtle elements in our body, we're not going to be able to use them in our physical body. If we don't have enough fire in our body, we're going to be exhausted. The subtle element kind of feeds the regular one. But I also know that if I bring in the elements that I need, I'm going to be energized. I'm going to have the chemicals and the electricity coming through my body to generate the fields that are needed to give me really good boundaries too. Wow. Again, that, it's really simple. Yeah, simple. that is so complicated. <laughs> it's so important to know. And we get so caught up in the day-to-day -day things, not realizing all of the energy that is going on. And this is why you're on the show today, because you are telling us, hey, wait a minute, you can control it. You can control how you feel by manipulating that energy around you that's it is. important it is it is um one of the other techniques i love teaching again it's simple is that most of us don't know that in our chakras these are the subtle energy centers that can turn physical energy into subtle and subtle back into physical and we have a whole bunch of them and they all do something different right. but coolest least complicated to work way to work with chakras is each has an outer wheel, like it has an outer wheel, like see, like a, you know, a spinning wheel, but it also has an inner wheel. It has an inside and all the gunk is on the outside. That's our programs, our emotional stuff, our ancestors programs, you know, the karma, whatever word you want to use, wherever you want to come from, therapists would say, you know, kind of your programs and your, you know, your patterns and ancestors issues and other people's stuff. It's all on the outer wheel, the inner wheel. And the Hindus would tell you this too, that inside everything is like clear light it's, it's clear. It's not tainted. It's beautiful. And there actually is a kind of absolute light in the universe that doesn't have any negativity. It doesn't have, you know, matter, antimatter, electrical, you know, magnetic. And I tell people, super simple way to work with any of your chakras is imagine the gold light, the white light, the elements, I don't care what, good, good energy coming from the inside of a chakra wrapping around the oh, outside wow. and going into your field because boom, you can help clear other people's energies out and clear your patternings at the same time. That's brilliant. I haven't heard that before. That is brilliant. And it seems so logical. I know. That is really good. That's really good. <laughs> Isn't it easy? So, so let me bring it back to you now. Yeah. How did you get started in the energy healing uh, business? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy, isn't it? I was a weird kid. I think <laughs> most of us can say that if we're listening to certain types of shows or reading certain types of books, right? right. Um, 
but I saw things. I, I could hear ghosts. I saw them. I saw colors coming off my parents. I figured out what they meant. There were actually a couple creepy things that would come into my mom sometime, you know, and leave her. I had senses of things. I felt fairies. And I thought that was perfectly normal because why wouldn't I? Because aren't we all narcissists when we're kids too? Yeah. Um, but I, I started to get in trouble for it. Like, I mean, trouble. Like one night I could see from my bed, these shadows on the hallway door and they came from the kitchen. And I heard we lived in Huntsville, Alabama next to a, um, like a railway. And I would see hobos down there all the time. That's the word that we used back then. I heard them come in the house. I heard them talk. I heard them make breakfast. I could hear the bacon. I saw the shadows. They left. And my first thought, it was maybe four or five, was my mom's going to kill them because they didn't do the dishes. <laughs> That's, I wasn't dreaming, right? Because you don't wow. think like that in a dream. No. So I got my parents up and my mother's like, oh my God, she's making stuff up again. And my dad's like, okay, let's go to the kitchen. So he takes me to the kitchen. Of course, there's nothing there. So after a while, I shut it down and really shut it down during my teenage years. Those aren't good years for hardly anybody. Yeah, right? that's true. That's it's true. really hard to fit in anyway. Um, but then the ability started opening again in my early 20s when I went to therapy because I had a laundry list of, you know, you know what I mean? Acceptable challenges, anorexic, bulimia, codependent, blah, 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 whatever it all was. And um, my ability started opening up again. So I just started training them. I was able to travel. So I went to other countries. I learned from different healers and it just sort of, you know, I, I think I was just led into it. I actually heard a voice one day that said, start an intuitive business. I just heard a voice. Wow. So I did, but I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to. <laughs> but, but you were, you did, you followed that and you did. Yeah. Yeah. But the rest of the story is, so I made business cards. They were pink. That's why we're wearing pink. And they said psychic readings and healings, which is pretty new age, right? right? So I go to then Kinko's, now they're FedEx, to pick up my cards. And I'm totally embarrassed that I did this. So I'm grabbing the cards and I'm going to leave and throw them. But they, they pasted one of the cards on the edge of the box. And this other woman picking up whatever she was picking up saw my cards and she said, do you do psychic readings? And I'm like, yeah, sort of, not really. Um, and she goes, oh, I'm in the hairdressing business. I'll send you people. And she just took a bunch of cards and my business started. Oh, my goodness. That a that's, great story. that's a divine timing. <laughs> well, yeah, it's I'm stubborn. I really would have gone home and thrown these away, probably, because I didn't know. Like, it was weird when I started, right? It was an unusual profession. It's more acceptable now. Yeah. But it wasn't back then. So. But but now you are into doing energy healings mm -hmm. and you're into teaching people how to do it themselves. Is that right? You yes. have programs on that? Yes, I have programs. I actually get to teach at a local college. Oh, how fun. Which is just a hoot <laughs> that I can go teach energy and 
they call it integrative energy medicine, but I'm teaching souls and past lives and all kinds of stuff. And I do it through my own business too. I love training people. I don't need them to turn into me. I want them to open up their own abilities and learn how their energy works and their intuition works. Ah, now that's very wise. Um, so you still do the psychic readings? I do. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that's good. So, so how did you discover your intuition was right on target? Uh, I think that's a really big question because a lot of people don't trust their intuition. That's right. Right? And I, I think I'm still discovering it's on target um, because I think the only way to know is A, to follow it and B, to get feedback from people that it makes sense or that it, you know, if you see a future and you think it's really accurate, that it actually comes true. So even now when I'm doing sessions every so often, like I did a session yesterday, a short session with a woman and I'm, I know I'm pretty much on flow and I'm getting her information that works. And all of a sudden I get this picture of a jail and I'm like, this is a really nice person. I know she's never been to jail. So I'm talking to myself. So I'm doubting my own vision that's given to me. And I'm like, I'm not saying this. And the only thing that happens is the picture gets bigger. Like I wow. can't avoid it. So I finally, with some hesitation, creep, you know, kind of creep into it and just say, well, I just see this picture and it's coming up around your boyfriend of this jail. She goes, oh my God, I bailed him out of jail. <laughs> he, we broke up. I called him. I found out he had a DUI and he was in jail. I bailed him out. And now we're dating again because he's going to treatment. I'm like, do I, does that mean I, I mean, I want to share i don't always trust my intuition yeah because it's un because it gives you unusual stuff i think the difference is i learned to go with it anyway right i listen to it whether i think it makes sense or not and i offer it whether it it seems <laughs> strange and unusual or whatever if it's all i'm getting i have to go with it right right so can you help people um, with their own energy feel, uh, field so that they can manifest. I know a lot of people have blocks and from childhood or whatever, they just don't feel worthy enough to have or manifest their dreams. So are you able to help them to get to that place where, hey, I can do this? I do. I help them with that. I want them to know how to do it themselves right? I don't want to be the healer, you know, who's in charge of other people's lives. But I do, you know, look for their blocks, help them work them through. And I'll tell you the two techniques that I think work the best too. First of all, the inside chakra one mm -hmm. works fantastic. Because if somebody focuses on, you know, I'd like a new job, right? Here we are. Some people are unemployed right now. You're yeah, going to need a <laughs> job or a new function or more money or whatever it is that you need. So you can focus on the chakra that matches. You can just go into the center of your heart, ask for help. There's always help. And, you know, just say, you know what, this is what I need. I'm going to focus on it. And then again, ask for, I call them streams of grace, you know, energies to come in and through the center of the heart, you know, to go out into the energy field because it will reshape your energy field so that you're open 
to what you need to receive. The other technique that's sort of cheating, but I like it, <laughs> okay? Um, sometimes I just have people write, you know, picture themselves or ask a guide to write on the outside of their energy field what they need. So, the, but the first time I did that, I have a son who is a pitcher. He's a college baseball pitcher. And the whole seniorish year is spent going to all these competitions to get a scholarship. I know way too much about baseball. So, and I would go with him each time. And one time he was there and I, <clears throat> I'm just, you know, it's very boring because you're there forever and ever and ever. And you have to pay attention. You can't read a book. Well, like, very often. And so, um, so I just tuned in and I was like, what can he throw today? And I heard 88 and I said, can he really get that? And I heard this voice say yes. So I said, you know what? I'm going to write it on his energy field. They kind of told me to do that. I just saw myself with, you know, like Harold's purple crayon, you know, write it on his energy field. He'd never thrown 88 before he threw 88. Wow. All there brought it to him isn't that interesting wow so you write it on the energy field of another person yes so or you could actually help them to get a job exactly. by writing job yes yeah and right now wow. i love that the next time i went to a competition i was like pretty you know, full of myself. I said, I'm going to write 89. And this voice said, Cindy, he's not even going to get 88 this time. Right. So I, but I wrote 89 and then he only threw 87. And I asked what happened here. And they said, he has to earn 89. He got to 88. Now there's a couple things he needs to work through to get to 88, 89. Next time he did throw 88 and then he threw 89. So wow. right job on there, but you might have to first get the job interview. <laughs> right? Oh, that's good. In, yeah. Yeah. You'll be led down the steps is what happens. So we can help. I mean, I could help my grandkids. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I still use this technique. You can, you can imagine a helper writing on your own field or, you know, write it on yourself. I mean, you might feel a little inside out, but um, it helps. Write it on our own energy field. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that sounds like fun. Well, oh, boy, am I going to be doing a lot of writing cool. today? <laughs> well, a couple days ago, I just didn't see how I was going to get a free hour to get a project done I needed to get done. So I just wrote one hour on my energy field. And I had a client cancel. And I'm like, guess what? 60 minutes. <laughs> right wow. there. I didn't go through my Rolodex, you know, or calendar and pick who was going to cancel. It was just sort of what moved around that, that was so best you are working with the divine energy of all mm -hmm. that is you're mm -hmm. not you're allowing you're putting in what you want and allowing the universe to really take over exactly i am and i will even say when i'm doing that of course there's the important phrases like where my will and the divine will you know intersect 
Um, every so often, though, the other phrase I'll use for myself is I'm open to this. I want to be open to this where I'm ready or I'm not ready. Because sometimes I think we think that we have to work every issue through before we get the job or we oh, get yeah. the opportunity. And you know what? It can be a long time coming. So I like to say if it's, you know, higher will and, you know, coordinated, um, you know, I'd like this to come to me where I'm ready and I'm not ready because you can work your issues through when you have a job and you're making money, not only when you don't have a job and you exactly. don't have money. Exactly. So we can work them through on either side of the manifestation. Right. Right. Oh boy, that's really wise information. I love that. So we're kind of learning right now that we can change our energy and you're showing us how we can do it very simply. Um, what about healing for physical uh, issues? Like what about the COVID-19? What do we, or I guess it's going to be now COVID-20. Um, <laughs> I know. Well, I, I still work energetically. I do. And I'm just going to share the technique that I've been able to use. And it seems like it's helped people with COVID or the people they love with COVID. Again, I'm very simple. Can you tell? I just need something with I one or two it. steps. All right. So when I'm working, let's say with somebody with, with the, the SARS-CoV-2, with the virus, what I do is picture it. I connect with it. You know, I ask for protection and I connect with it and I I picture it because I also believe science is important and the virus really does look like the pictures. It's got the spikes and it's got, you know, kind of some fat molecules and inside is one strand of RNA. And that's, that's the mean part of the virus because what it does is puncture a, a healthy cell and it sticks its RNA in there and it starts to duplicate. So yeah energetically, I either ask guidance or I ask for that person's higher self or whatever to kind of go in through a proverbial back door of the virus, the real virus and any of the viruses and just kind of puncture or dissolve the RNA. Because if you destroy the RNA, it topples and it can't operate anymore. So I've had people get better almost right away with that also. Uh, which is a good thing because mm -hmm. after they do it with you, right? They're mm -hmm. developing their own immune That's system right. to it. So right. they don't have to go, get very, very ill. They can right. turn it around. Exactly. See, that's, that's the way to do it. <laughs> Exactly. You know, and you want to get the antibodies and, you know, you don't want the secondary effects, the secondary infections. There's a lot of co-infections. The thing moves not just through the lungs, but to the cardiovascular and the digestive system. I mean, I had it and I actually didn't do any energy work because I didn't really know I had it. Really? I, I was traveling for baseball and we were everywhere that the virus popped up later for baseball with the team. And we were in Colorado, like early March and I'm with the team and my son and he doesn't feel good this one weekend. So I bring him ginger ale. And then the next you know, week or two, he and I are sick. I was actually only sick one day. I had all the symptoms, but my brain never connected. And I just said, you know what? I don't care what I have. I can't get sick. I'm really busy. 
So I was actually better by the next day. Wow. My son got more sick, but he's 21. He's fine, right? I think some of it is we really do, or we can get sicker based on genetics and blood type, but also because there's so much fear around it. Sometimes thinking I have this can sort of make us sicker too. That's right. I think I kind of tricked myself out of it a little bit too. Now that's brilliant. And I wish doctors would actually talk about this aspect because they know this to be true too. You can talk yourself into being sicker than you are and it can just keep on snowballing. So it does have a lot to do with the emotions behind it. That's a very, very powerful topic right there. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, it's called the nocebo effect. That's There's right. Nocebo, it's the nocebo, and it's very real. And so that's part, and then people are dying from this. I'm not discounting that. Right. I'm also saying let's not feed the terror and the panic behind the diagnosis either. Okay, so you're psychic. So tell me, what, what do you think the future holds for all of this? Are we going to see a reoccurrence of it kind of pop back up? I think so. I think we'll see little bits of it in the next, you know, week or two. I keep my guidance keeps telling me it'll go back up again September, October, you know, which is probably also logical because that's when kids go to school and, you know, there's this and that and the other thing. I have no idea why, to be honest, because sometimes with intuition, we get told things and we don't really know what they mean. I kept hearing alleviation in November. I've heard it the whole time. Maybe, maybe there's enough of a vaccine developed that people stop being so scared, so they stop getting so sick. Because I don't actually logically see how we could have a vaccine till into early 21. Right. Um, and you know, people have to decide if they want to get the vaccine or not, too. Um, but I feel like there's kind of a breakthrough or a lifting, you know, in November as well. Great, great. Well, that's, that's very powerful. But, but tell me about this, um, this other movement that's going on. And right now we have in Seattle that blocks of takeover, starting a new government. It's really bizarre. But what do you see for all this turbulence? Um, You know, I think it's not going to work through quickly. It's just not. I think it's a little bit like COVID, like it spreads in patches and it's worse in some cities than in others. I see lot, and I've heard about lots of peaceful protests. I have a friend who lives in a small city in uh, in Oregon and they had 15% or so of their town and it's a conservative town show up to do a peaceful protest. But I think it's going to be like, you know, kind of what's the the general energy of that city? right? What's the energy of it and how much anger and angst has been building up? Because if you have a lot of the old rage, the old anger, the old angst, and I don't think there was technically a lot of slavery in Seattle, but there was a lot of persecution, you know, of um, Native Americans there. So I think that there's a lot of factors about where we're going to get the violence and how and why it's going to spring up. I think we have months more. 
I'll tell you my picture and I'm probably not supposed to go political, but I did for a client get an image the other day that I think this is going to get a groundswell until and through the next election is what I think. And then I think they'll still be, if they're, if in America, Biden does win, which is what I saw, but there's tricky stuff on the other side. Um, you know, I think there'll be, uh, there'll still be protests, but kind of from the possibility of making some institutional changes too. I think we have several, I think through the 4th of July, we're going to get more in the 4th of July. I want my independence. I think when it dies down, it's going to come back up. I think we have a lot left. Okay. Well, it's good to know and it's good to be prepared. So, um, and you're, you're saying that possibly after the election, we'll have a little bit more breathing room and relax a little bit more. Room, and I think more, and I think there'll be more constructive work happening. Okay. okay. I think we'll be able to make con some constructive. Well, frankly, if, if Biden wins, I think we can do something constructive with this energy. I mean, we have some constructive energy going on in Minneapolis. Certain cities are being quite constructive. You know, it's just, I think there's so much pent up rage. It's going to keep coming up in many cities for quite some time. I don't think you're going to see DC backing down, people backing down out of DC for a while, no. at least through the 4th of July. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I just, I, uh, what do you do with it all? <laughs> I, I, I'm a reader. I read everything yeah. because I want to be in the know. Um, but it's it's just it's it's sad that we have to go through all this, but it, it is a time of transformation for everyone. And yeah. so we're gotta learn about it and we gotta go through it and doggone it. I was hoping I'd be long gone before this came about. <laughs> I think we need the kids, you know, taking over sooner or later. I do. I mean, there's some great ideas, not little, you know, but there's there's some good voices that are going to rise here. Yeah. That's my sense too. Ah, I'm yeah. hoping. Well, of course it is, you know, I don't see us going away, but I do see us just maturing. Exactly. A lot of people talk about America in particular being a very adolescent country. It'd be nice to get beyond age, what, 18 <laughs> or 21. I mean, like, come on, is it time for us to be an adult <laughs> to be voting? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, this is very informative. And I think it tends to relax people a little bit. It's not we we chose this time. Yeah, we did here at this time to witness what's going on. So something within us has got to learn from it. Exactly. Each of us, we're all here, we're all witnessing, and it's like that objective observer phenomenon, though I don't know how objective each of us are. <laughs> we're shaping it just by watching, you know, and saying, you know, I want this lifted to a better place. I want more peace. I want more, less systemic abuse or whatever our focus is. You know, I want more people knowing that they can do self-healing. Whatever our yeah. focus is, just by desiring that just by having you know being a point of light for that we're all interactive we all affect each other we already know that yes you know, we can keep changing things we can keep transforming in a really much higher more loving way too 
And I think this time is allowing more metaphysical information to pop out. That's what I'm seeing. It's it's not all about the the religious aspect. It's more about us in a metaphysical way. I think this is a very important time. I think it is too. And we can get out of those those squares, the boxes of I'm a this, I'm a that in terms of religion or this or that or whatever the label is and just say, you know, I'm a soul, I'm a spirit, you know, and, and we're interconnected. Like the first age of the Hopis where in that they talk about in the original age, you know, the plants and the animals were first and they had a lot to teach us and we didn't learn all of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And, you know, we didn't do very well with all this. So let's, you know, let's renew ourselves. Let's be good stewards, you know, in yeah. the true sense of the word, too. Yeah, this is wonderful. I'm so glad you came on today. There is a reason why you had to come <laughs> on today and share this information. Please tell people how they can get a hold of you because I've got to recommend you. You are oh, phenomenal. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I, my name is spelled weird. If you remember, my first name spelled weird. My website is just Cindy Dale, C Y N D I D A L E dot com. That's it, Cindy Dale.com. Okay. That's good. So people can go there and they can make they go there and find out and search, you know, my website and see what I do. And, and sign up for programs. Exactly. And yep. you teach. Energy, what other things do you do? Energy, energy healing, spiritual gifts. I like to do a lot of like short classes too during this time when people don't have a lot of money. I'm doing some very easy one-off classes just so people can start to learn, you know, about their healing powers. I have one on money coming up in July. Oh, right? How to work wow. your negative money patterns. I mean, don't we all need to do that every so yeah. often? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's that fun. Is it's terrific. Well, look, Cindy, I adore you. You've got to come back onto the show. So I just feel fun. like we're kindred spirits. We must be. We're wearing the same thing. We sort of look alike. I noticed yeah. that. <laughs> we are like kindred spirits. Uh, you are one powerful lady, and I just really adore you. And thank you so thank you, much. Dear. Enjoy. Thank you. I'm honored to be with you and everybody else listening in. Thank you very, very much. Come back on. I okay. will. I'd love to. Thank okay, you. good. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.